is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Welcome to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Stacy Cole Morgan. Here on the Morgan Man Sports Podcast, we talk Atlanta Falcons news, pre-game predictions, and all other news surrounding the Atlanta Falcons. Touchdown, Atlanta! Also on the podcast, we talk Call of Duty League esports covering roster mania, major predictions, COD champs, player trades, and much more to get you ready for every single CDL weekend. Scuff goes through, and Scuff stands, it's a one-on-one, in optic, with the reverse sweep. If that sounds good with you, put on your Falcons jersey, grab your gaming headset, and let's get the show started. I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pod HQ, or wherever you find your preferred podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a packed show talking about the major event locations for the Call of Duty League, quarterback changes for the Atlanta Falcons heading into this Sunday's matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, and much more. So without any further delay, let's go and get straight into today's action. Alright guys, so this was revealed by Jacob Hill on Twitter. The CDL 2023-24 event locations have officially been leaked. Now this is not coming from the official Call of Duty League Twitter and website page itself, but it is coming from a reliable source through breakingpoint.gg. So Jacob Hill on Twitter states that the Major 1 will be in Boston, Major 2, Miami, Major 3 Toronto, Major 4 was Raleigh, but he did correct himself and put Charlotte for this location. And COD Champs will be in Dallas this year at the American Airlines Center, but he did note that the Champs location is subject to change later throughout the season. So if you're really going through this list right here, you're thinking, okay, this is a really good setup right here. A lot of people are hyped. For this right here, but at the same time, you know, they're sitting here thinking, okay, you know, like, you know, what's going on with the, the major kind of like setup here? Like you're playing online throughout the qualifiers, but then go to these places for just like one or two days. It really is crazy, but I like the schedule. I really do. Maybe next year they can come to Atlanta. I really hope so. But that right now, ladies and gentlemen, is the official major locations as of right now according to jacob hill and breakpoint.gg so continuing on in the call of duty league right here we are finishing up our cdo 2023 season recap and we are finishing up with the toronto ultra who has definitely been a hot team this past season definitely made it all the way to the grand finals but came up very short in 05 against the new york subliners so again, I go over overall team stats. I do not cover individual stats, but the map win-loss ratio is a 58.5 with 114 wins, 81 losses. Serious win-loss is 30 and 18 with a 62.5%. Hardpoint kills per 10 minutes is 87.7. Overall KD is a 1.01. Surge Destroy is a 0.96 overall KD. Control is a 1.04 overall KD. So definitely control was a huge factor for the Toronto Ultra winning games. 
and you rightfully so because Control was your third game to win in order to sweep the series or keep your series alive. So if you win Control, you're near about going to win your entire series overall. Surge Destroy definitely was a weak point right here. There was a lot of rounds that they gave up and a lot of matches they gave up. Hard point, you know, they definitely kept themselves alive. It was kind of an even out series for this team for Kleenex, Insight, Hiskey, and Scraps. For the Toronto Ultras, highest point of the season, guys, it's kind of hard to tell, but if looking at this list right here, I'm going to say the major three was honestly Toronto's highest point of winning against Opti Texas in a 4 2 in the grand finals, winner finals. Winning against FaZe 3-1, Boston 3-2, and New York 3-1. So that was their highest point of the season. And then you, you really get the caught champs. I mean, yes, they won all of the matches all the way up to the grand final. Seriously, they won against LA Thieves 3-2, Atlanta 3-1, even New York in a 3-0. And you're sitting here thinking when they had the rematch, oh, Toronto's definitely got this. But this is makes two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken, that Toronto has went to the grand finals and has, and has lost or has won zero, zero maps in the entire series. So they're really 0-10 in the series history for the COD champs. 0-5 against New York. That, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, is their lowest point of the season was making it all the way to COD Champs in the Grand Finals and losing 05 when they had so much steam and potential and talent there to win it. But New York just came up victorious and Toronto is just back to the drawing board for the next season. So I really do hate it for Toronto, I really do, because they have been a very great team. Even though I'm an Atlanta FaZe fan, they have been better than the Atlanta FaZe in most instances. And this right here was the right kind of matchup, if you want to say New York and Toronto. I think the COD Champs Grand Finals was Toronto's lowest one in the season, and Major 3 was their highest point of the season you're th sitting here thinking okay they're on top of the world they're gonna win it all all right guys so before we move on over i want to quickly just mention if you are enjoying what you're hearing right now please hit the like button here on youtube give me a five star on <laughs> give me a five star on podcast give me a five star rating on spotify podcast apple podcast wherever you are getting your podcast it tremendously does help out i've just recently discovered that i was number 98 overall in the indie sports podcast scene for all sports podcasts on good pod hq so definitely shout out to good pod hq and shout out to belly up sports for making things like that happen all right guys so we are moving on over to the atlanta falcon side of things first let's discuss the the breaking news, obviously, and that is the Atlanta Falcons have made the quarterback change. Now, a lot of people, basically, they're mishearing this information is what it is. And what I, what I mean by that is Arthur Smith is only making this quarterback change for this week. For week nine action, Arthur Smith is making that quarterback change to Taylor Heineke to be the starter. 
and everybody jumped in on the bandwagon saying, oh my god, yes, finally put keep Desmond Ritter on the bench. And then Arthur Smith, he's publicly stated, even in his, you know, pressure, guys, we're only doing this for week nine, and if if we like what we see, we'll keep the thing rolling, but if not, you know, we're going to keep Desmond Ritter out there. So essentially, you know, that, that's what it's going to come down to. If we like what we see, then we're going to keep Taylor Heineke out there. But if he craps the bed, we're going back to Desmond Ritter. But I believe this is the right move moving forward because Taylor Heineke does give us a huge advantage over Desmond Ritter. Now, I really do like Desmond Ritter. I really do. And the kid is very young. He has a lot of growing pains. He's played near about a full season now, you know, the last four of last year and then all the way up to now. But I think he just still needs time just to sit on the bench. That's how most quarterbacks are. They need just time to sit on the bench, watch and learn from the veterans, and then potentially get into that starting role. It was I think it was a little too early, but we made ourselves into a quarterback controversy that we didn't really need to be in, and that's when we let Matt Ryan go a couple years back, or a couple seasons back, for Marcus Mariota, who definitely was a downgrade, I believe. If he was going to keep Desmond Ritter and still even have Taylor Heineke as that third quarterback, I think you should have kept Matt Ryan, honestly, in this scenario. Keep Matt Ryan at the helm, make him QB1 from the start, and let Desmond Ritter sit behind Matt Ryan for two seasons. That's what I think should have happened. But, you know, the fan base was like, oh, we need to move on from Matt Ryan, and it's just craziness. So I'm not going to get into all that, but that's what my scenario would have been. Keep Matt Ryan, draft Desmond Ritter, even have Taylor Heineke as that third quarterback, just in case if an emergency happens. You let Matt Ryan play, let Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke learn, and then boom, there you go. You're learning from the absolute best of the best if you're Desmond Ritter, learning from Matt Ryan. So now moving on into this Sunday's matchup, ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota Vikings are coming to Atlanta, Georgia to face the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams are sitting at 4-4 four and four in the season, looking to get over that 500 mark yet again for the Atlanta Falcons and the first time for the Minnesota Vikings. So your game odds to spread did open up as a minus three and a half point favorites for the Atlanta Falcons, but I imagine with the news of Taylor Heineke being the starting quarterback over Ritter, it has jumped up now to a minus five point spread for the Atlanta Falcons to win, and the public is taking that at a 62%. The money line is a minus 210 at a 60%, and the total over and under right now, ladies and gentlemen, is a 37-point point spread, and the public is taking the over at 87% on this game this weekend. Now, going over overall team stats, I do not cover individual stats right here for the NFL, but this matchup, the Minnesota offense taking on the Falcons' defense, this is going to be kind of an evened-out matchup right here. The Falcons' defense has now dropped from a top three now to a top ten, sitting at the sixth best defense in the entire National Football League. We're seventh against the the pass and fourteenth against the run. Now the Minnesota Vikings 
are 31st in rushing football, but are second in passing. But now we will have to note this. Now, the Minnesota offense is going to be without Kirk Cousins, and that's why this passing game for the Minnesota Vikings is the second best passing offense in the National Football League. So whoever the backup quarterback is, I'm not, I'm not really keeping up with the Vikings too much. Are they going to be able to keep that same mojo that Kirk Cousins is having? Or is it going to tremendously fall off against the Falcons right here? That's what we're going to see right here. But overall, it's going to be an even matchup. The Falcons are definitely going to have their hands full in that passing game. But the run game, I think we should be able to stop them and even make them lose yardage in the scenario. The Minnesota defense taking on the Falcons offense. So this is going to be interesting. Again, this is an even-out matchup right here. Vikings defense is 11th best, and the Falcons offense is now 14th best in the National Football League. Passing, we're 17th, and rushing, we're 10th. The Vikings defense for passing is 16th best against the pass and 13th against the run. So we should have a little bit of competition in that run game, but if you could open those holes like we did this past season when Taylor Heineke did come into the game and the offensive line just like boom, clicked. We, we have something going right there. We really do. So looking at the stats right here, guys, I'm not feeling very, very confident in this matchup right here. But if Taylor Heineke does come out in the first, let's just say three series, the first three series and scores on every single one of them, I would feel very comfortable saying that the Falcons are going to win this game. And I think they still are going to win this game because the Falcons do have that trend of like losing a very bad one, then winning sort of a, a really good one, but not like super important, good matchup. And that's where we're at right now. I think we're going to win this one. So it's, it's probably going to come down to a young way coup field goal. Again, like it's every Sunday that the Falcons have to rely on Young Way Koo to bail them out of certain situations. So I'm going to say a Young Way Koo field goal to win this right here, guys. Uh, 28-25 would be probably be probably be by score, honestly, to, to sit here and say 28-25. Atlanta Falcons win to improve to 5-4 on the season, and the Vikings will fall to 4-5 and five on the season. Now, since they are without Kirk Cousins. Because I sure hope you did enjoy it. If you didn't, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, GoodPodHQ. It tremendously does help me out if you support this podcast by liking on YouTube, giving me a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, guys, I come on and catch you all later. Peace. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.